Fantasy Fam Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Chris, coming at you from Rain Man Studios again here in Northern Jersey with my brother's friend and my cousin Kyle. Before we kick it off, I just want to give a big congratulations to our two giveaway winners, New York Yankee Princess 33 and Fantasy Sports Chef. Awesome. Congratulations. Awesome. Yeah, those were, those, uh, those were sent out today or yesterday, so please enjoy. Um, our, our prizes um, will increase as our uh, amount of Twitter followers increase. So, and the, the, and what types of prizes will be also increasing. So we'll not tell you what, but they are pretty friggin' sweet. That I will say. So keep listening, keep participating, and you too can be a winner. You could. And thank you guys for sending that out. So uh, how are you guys doing today? How are your, uh, how are your commutes in the morning when you get to work? Oh, it's miserable. Right now, I think, isn't is spring break going on right now? Oh, well, like college spring break is. Yeah. I don't know. Like the roads, there's nobody on the roads down here. It's nuts. I'm getting, I got to work in 15 minutes the other day. Crazy. How long does it usually take you? Uh, probably like 25. Oh, wow. Everybody drives down there, right? So then there's got to be something going on. Exactly. So I, I cannot say the same. I work, I work legitimately four miles from where I live. Four. Four. It takes me 24 minutes to get to work. What if you four rode miles. your bike? 24? 24 minutes in the morning. 24. Could you ride your bike? Ride your I, bike. Get the, I could ride faster. You could. <laughs> I could ride faster. Why Take not? a shower at work. <laughs> yeah, I've literally considered it because it sucks. And that is living close. So if I ever decided to venture in a different direction, um, my commute is going to look. Do you guys listen to um, any other podcasts or? Oh, wow. So just a big shout out to this podcast. Brand new. Um, it's actually kind of an, I guess it's like an older like podcast, but they do like different segments. Um, so this one is called Over My Dead Body. Um, it is a story of this, you know, this power couple. Um, I don't know their names. I'm forgetting. It's only two episodes in. I forget their names. Um, a Wendy, Wendy and something else. I forget his name. But they're like this huge power couple, both lawyers, both whatever. And their marriage just completely goes to hell. And it's all about the, 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 like the divorce and the settlement. And one of them ends up getting killed. And it's unbelievable. It's a true story. It happened a few years ago. Unbelievable. Um, so literally go listen over my dead body. It's absolutely amazing. Edge of your seat type stuff there. Amazing. Oh God. It's such, it's like vindictive stuff. Like unbelievable how much they hate each other. Wow, that'll that'll get you fired up for work. <laughs> my fiance listens to that crap. Maria listens to that crap. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. So yeah. Other than this, of course, please if you're not listening to Over My Dead Body, please listen to the Fantasy Fam uh, available <laughs> on iTunes and Which is better, else. huh? <laughs> you gotta mix it up, right? You need a little bit of a balance. So you sure. keep you yeah. keep coming back for more. You keep wanting more. It's a proven fact that you cannot listen to two podcasts at the same time. So I would start with the Fantasy Fam, get the, you know get what we have to offer and then move on to over my dead body so. just keep coming back anyway. keep keep coming back i take the uh bus real early in the morning and then i take the train in the afternoon um so lately i've been binge binge watching documentaries oh, okay. um, always been a fan but lately i've just, literally that's all i've been watching i watched um something on el chato mm. today obviously that guy how he eluded authorities for like almost like two three decades like yeah. decades. It's pretty <laughs> unbelievable honestly and uh icarus that I was telling you guys about, mm -hmm. I don't want to give too much away. I mean, this guy started out at being more of like a cyclist type, you know, Lance Armstrong was his hero. Let's see what happened. What can I do? And literally stumbled into like a, a pot of gold, a pile of, you know, like ish, nah, nah, because how it unfolds is it's just, it's riveting. It's an edge your seat type stuff as well. 
So highly recommended. Somebody did fly cl- too close to the sun, but I don't want to give give too much <laughs> because it's a metaphor. Oh, you're very clever. I try not to watch too many documentaries on my way my my drive to work. So I'm I, I've I've considered it before, but I'm not gonna do it. You just time. read the newspaper like our father. Yeah. <laughs> I just I shave a little bit on the car. I read, but no documentaries are tough to to watch while you're driving. So check check them out, and we'll have more for you. Obviously, as the uh, as the season goes on. So again, you can find us at thefantasyfam.com or on Twitter at thefantasyfam. And our podcast is located on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Radio Public, and Spotify. So today we're going to continue talking about the 2018 season and some breakouts, and then briefly discuss some some breakouts for 2019. Obviously, it's before the draft, so it's it's some high level stuff. But we're going to really dig in here with some uh, some breakouts for 2018. So, Kyle, why don't you uh, kick kick this one off? Sure, no problem. I would love to. Uh, a breakout for all you listeners out there. Obviously, it sounds pretty explanatory, but a breakout is someone who, you know, is a, a second-year player, third-year player. They could even be a seasoned vet who just all of a sudden just something clicks. Whether it's a new team, a new regime, a new situation, it clicks, and all of a sudden they are a quote-unquote superstar. Um, so my first one, it's my first one's a little interesting. Uh, my first one is actually going to be Marlon Mack. Um, running back to the Indianapolis Colts. And the thing is, is that he did not fully break out, quote unquote. Um, I don't think he has reached his full potential. It is only his, what, second year in the league. Mm -hmm. Uh, The biggest thing about Marlon Mack, though, is the fact that his injury history has always killed him. And he did miss five, I believe, games out of the 16s this, this year. So not great. However, he was... When he played, when he stepped foot on the field, he was actually pretty unbelievable. He finished as a um, as a low end RB two, so he in most leagues, PPR leagues, he was somewhere between twenty two and twenty four. So for a guy that only really played like 10, 11 games, he uh, to finish as a as a running back two is pretty incredible to say the least. Yeah, um, he ran behind an offensive line that, that you go incredible. back to two or three years ago. You can go back two three years. Indianapolis had the worst offensive line in football. Um, but all of a sudden, this past season, they are now ranked as the number three offensive line, according to Pro Football Focus. Um, so they've come a very, very long way um, from where they used to be. So if you look at his early season, uh, injury, injury, five points, uh, missed game, missed game. But then all of a sudden, he kicks it into high gear, 10 points, 30 points, 29 points, 14, 12. These are all PPR numbers, 28, 11, 21. He finished the year so strong, they did not go out so far – Yes, I know it is technically only in the first day of the of the you know the new NFL season. Indianapolis did not go out and sign a running back to compete with him. They still have Naeem Hines. You know, we're hearing rumors of Jay Ajayi, but you know what? Marlon Mack is the guy. Okay, he's going to be the guy. And honestly, this past season proved that he broke out from what people looked at as like a shell of you know what he could have been. You know, they gave up on him. They weren't sure of what he was capable of, and he actually turned out to be a pretty damn good running back um, for a playoff team. He's the cow with the bell around his neck. Yes, that is correct. Well said. Uh, my guy um, is obviously someone who, once Lev Bell did not obviously sign or play, uh, James Conner stepped in and he had a ridiculous season. Ridiculous. Uh, he finished seventh, I believe, overall. Uh, I want to say PPR as well. Um, Biggest thing about him, though, is that it was solely based on the opportunity that he had. 
and whatnot. I mean, he was obviously given like handed the reins and he got the ball a crap ton every single time. Uh, he obviously still had Antonio Brown. If he didn't get hurt at the end of the season, I think he could have probably finished maybe like two or three, like PPR running back. Yeah, he could have finished in the top five, I think. He was abs- He was killing it. And then, yeah. Yeah, is that a, is that a, do you think that's a scheme thing? Or do you think it's like, he's just as talented as Lev Bell? Or I don't do you think know. Because I'm scared. As, as, a, as a Jets fan with Le'Veon Bell coming to town, I am worried that it's a scheme. Because it's like, how did, you, how, did, how did Samuels do? He did pretty well when he played. When he played a little, you know what I mean? Like he actually did decent, but. Yeah, I I don't know. Maybe they just draft well. Who knows? (laughs) Bell is a little bit more of a patient runner, I would say. Oh, yeah. Very, very patient. Or put his head down, run through the hole. While I think that helps you, though, him being in in New York, because your offensive line, you're still rebuilding it a little bit where he's going to be able to take his time and find the hole instead of somebody just hammering it home. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Yeah, but James Conner's a good one. I I like that one. Um, James Conner really was a surprise because for those who handcuffed uh, him to Lev Bell, well, it really paid off for oh, you. In totally. The end. <laughs> and then hopefully you pick someone else up. Yeah, because if, <laughs> if, if, you, if, if you stupidly made the decision to draft Le'Veon Bell and then not take James Conner, well, you probably didn't end your season. Very well. And you should be talking about your next player. <laughs> so, anyway. <sighs> so, anyway. Um, so, my next one is, uh, is actually a quarterback. So I, I can tell you I was down on him going into the 2018 season. I did not think he was going to be anything more than a low-end quarterback two, uh, a nice second quarterback on your roster to kind of play when you needed to. And I think he showed some pretty good flashes of brilliance. Um, he finishes a high-end QB two, somewhere in that 13-14 range. Um, he has a high-power offense, which helped him tremendously. And his, like we talked about in our last episode – um, he had a stretch of the season where he was the quarterback one. Uh, 43 points, 27 points, 31 points, 22 points. Okay, he had a stinker in there with an eight-pointer. 34 points. Mitchell Trubisky. I knew not, it. not Mitch Trubisky, Mitchell. His name is Mitchell. He's okay? Mitch. We have because a Because I had, I had no faith in him because when you go back through that NFL, that draft, he went out as the number two pick. And then it was followed by Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson. And I said, well, Trubisky's going to be the worst of the bunch at this point. However, he did come into the season and proved himself somewhat worthy of that. Um, once again, not a full strength breakout. I think he had a very, very good sophomore campaign. Does he have some stuff to still work on? Absolutely. Oh, totally. Consistency is something for him that he has to work on. But his team is getting better. He's got a great offensive mind behind, you know, the, the coaching uh, you know, the mic. And I really think that he had a really good breakout year based on the fact that I had little to no confidence in him where he was drafted was pretty abysmal. And um, to finish, you know, to have a, you know, a spot in the year where he was putting up, you know, consistently 20 or more points um, was pretty incredible. You guys know how I feel about him. I know. We all know. <laughs> Everybody knows how you feel about him. Yeah, he's okay. He's, he is. He's, I think he's, he, he has the ability, like I would have no problem if he even improves next year more, he would be another breakout for me again next year because he'd even break out of that second shell. Quarterbacks have unfortunately a lot of shells. Get into the top 10. He has layers. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like an onion. Like an onion. Like an, like an onion. Like an ogre. No, he's like an ogre. <laughs> like an ogre. <laughs> oh, you have layers. have layers? Ogres have layers. <laughs> <laughs> Parfaits. <laughs> so you stick. Uh, <laughs> My, uh, my second guy, I was actually looking at my list, and I kind of think that this guy probably had 
he could have, if someone on his team didn't get hurt, um, a wide receiver from Cincinnati, Tyler Boyd, absolutely dominated in the beginning of the season when AJ Green was healthy. And that's the biggest thing about him that I did not like is AJ Green goes down. The guy, I think he averaged, he was only averaging like four catches. He, he didn't go over a hundred at all being the number one receiver. So that was definitely a little bit of a downfall, but in the beginning of the season, I mean, he definitely helped you get pretty far or as far as obviously your team went, but um, I just don't think that he is someone that could potentially repeat next year. It all depends on no more Marvin Lewis, though. I mean, silence. another young offensive mind, Zach, right? Zach Taylor, I think. Zach Taylor, yeah. which a young guy who McVeigh kind of groomed. They shook hands once, I think, right? At like yeah. a gas station. Um, I think. Hey, honestly, it's it's not Marvin mm-hmm. Lewis. He gave a lot to that team, but not a, a lot of bad seasons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's make the playoffs every year, but we don't. We're never going to win. Oh God, the Bengals! Hey, their Bobby Hart signing looks real good right now. Bobby Hart, the greatest offensive tackle in football, got signed to a seven-year deal. I mean, a seven million dollar a year deal, which is just atrocious. He is probably the worst offensive tackle. Didn't uh, the Giants like drop him? Yeah, the Giants literally cut him. Oh boy, <laughs> the Giants. And we, and we needed linemen. Yep. So anyway, so Tyler so who's, Boyd, who is who is your? Uh, you know, biggest one of your biggest breakouts. Ooh, it's my turn. From the previous. Actually, I want to uh, just quick add something too, brother, what you were saying about Tyler Boyd, because obviously we're going to get more into this as the season goes on, but Juju, whatever, however you pronounce his last name, he, he's going to be playing right now without Antonio Brown. He's going to. Right? So I think there's a lot to weigh in that situation. Tyler Boyd may have AJ Green back, the edge. Um, but player that I'm – about to talk about let me, let me drop some stats on it and, bu- and build the story up too. build the suspense as, as you guys did so formidably right at, right before me that was incredible I'm sitting here at the edge of my seat like i don't know who this player is even though i should yeah i knew it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as you were so so this guy this guy was the 10th running back based on average eighth based on total points this is ppr mind you through the first nine weeks of the season he scored the sixth most fantasy points of any running back in ppr obviously to your points earlier a few clunkers in um james white before the season everyone was writing articles discussing how difficult it is to trust a patriots running back they just drafted Sonny michelle i think it attributed to the success of james white early on because he was a little banged up he was a rookie you know he was getting getting his feet um, feet under him. So, and in 2017, mind you, he finished as the 32nd running back in PPR, slightly less than 10 points a game. So obviously that's a huge leap. I picked him incredibly late in every draft. I don't think he was necessarily even drafted in every one of my leagues. Right. So there was, there was a lot of value there. Of course, he may be that's, drafted higher next year like where steal. then I might not take him because I, it's so hard to trust the Patriots running back. Sonny Michel took over basically in week 10 and he was the running back to own not James White. Both of them right. were doing pretty good at one point. They were both putting up their numbers at one point, but it wasn't too long. It didn't last very long. Well, the thing with them that's great is, especially with someone like James White, is that because of how strong Sony Michelle finished the season and then into the playoffs, Sony Michelle is going to be a top pick um, in the in you know fantasy football in 2019. Yes. He's going to be a you know second round, third round plus pick, which means again James White is probably going to fall further and further than he should. So while I think that, yes, James White had a great 2018 campaign, 
he did not finish the season as strongly. Not and I think that James White could easily fall that six-plus round where you're going to snatch him every time. Because Sony Michelle, once again, not a beacon of health. No, James White was somebody that I couldn't even think of trading, taking him out of my lineup. But during the fantasy playoffs, I didn't even use him. I kept him on my bench toward the end of the season. It was, it was ridiculous. It was the Sonny Michelle show. Yeah. All right, so my final breakout is it may, it'll make no sense until I prove it. I'm not going to say the name until I, you know, I'm going to prove my case of why he broke out even more. Okay? So in 2017, he put up only 117 rushing attempts. Okay, not much, 117. Okay, he had 80 receptions. Okay, big year, but not an, you know, not a ridiculous year. Okay. In total, put up just about over, just over 1,000 yards total, just under 1,100 yards total, um, and a, a total of touchdowns of seven total touchdowns, okay? This past season, 2018, 219 rushing attempts, 107 receptions, and 13 total touchdowns. He was going in the early second round of most drafts in 2018, and he broke out more, could he handle the workload? Okay, we, who the hell knew? What were they were going to do in that Carolina Panthers offense? What was going to go on? Were they going to throw it to him? Were they going to run it with him? What was it going to look like? Small. And Christian McCaffrey proved everyone wrong, okay? I remember hearing rumors saying, oh, you know what? Don't, I wouldn't bother taking Christian McCaffrey in that first round, that second round. We don't know how they're going to utilize him in year two. Well, guess what? It was the tune of 27 points in week two, 21 points in week three. 20 points in week five, 22 in week eight, 33 in week nine, 37 in week 10, 47 in week 12, 31 in week 13, and the list goes on and on and on and on. Christian McCaffrey broke out more than anyone could have possibly imagined, um, coming from the fact that they did not know if they were going to use him properly, how Carolina was going to put him in that offense. Honestly, I could see him actually slipping a little bit under that next year because they overutilized him so so much. much. Oh my god! Like three hundred and twenty-five plus touches. Hit over a hundred catches. Two hundred, like I said, two almost two hundred and twenty rushes, over a hundred receptions. I mean, he played like ninety percent of snaps. <laughs> I mean, that's unheard of for a running back, especially someone his size. I think that could see it slip next year, but my God, is he here to stay? Fantasy football wise, he is a top five pick just based purely on the. Is fact he like? Is he like a Westbrook or like a Sean Alexander when he no, he's dominant. He's than, I, I don't think there's anybody. He's basically a Matt Forte in his prime. Oh, Forte was yeah unreal. Ryan he's, Westbrook is pretty nasty. He's gonna put up 10, 10 to 15, 10 to twelve touchdowns, but he's gonna to touch the ball so so much, much, so much. So he is my actually he might be my biggest breakout of the three because while he was a top you know one first round second round pick, I, I never thought they would have used him this much. I don't think anybody did actually. You have the number one pick next year. Do you take McCaffrey? Would you consider it? Oh God, I mean it depends on the health of Cam. I honestly, it depends on how healthy Cam. It would be either him but, or Saquon, I imagine. I. Oh, God. Now, once again, well, now the Giants situation is a little bit in flux. Um, who would I take with that first overall pick? I'd have to see when the time comes, but True. it's going to be a top tier running back. It's going to be one, in the conversation. one of the five. Yeah. Zeke is in the conversation. Zeke had Saquon's over 70 catches last season. Yeah. What the Saquon, hell? Saquon, Zeke, Christian McCaffrey, Todd Gurley, they're all in the conversation. All the Panthers did also sign Matt Paradis. Oh, yeah. Top, top five center yeah. in the league. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes, 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 yes. Daryl Williams is coming they back. On back the so yep. if he comes back anywhere near his health two years ago, then there you Absolutely. go. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's a, a, a for the Panthers, yeah. 
Yeah, that's a man best friend. So, I mean, yeah, that's my final breakout. I thought he had a tremendous year based on the fact that we just didn't know what he was physically capable of, and now we do. What a surprise. What a pleasant surprise that was. Oh, unbelievably pleasant. It's, yeah, it was, it was fun to watch. Very fun. Uh, my last breakout guy is, I'm just going to say it, it's a running back from Seattle, Chris Carson, mm. who had a very good year. Um, I thought you were going to say Rashad Penny. Sorry. <laughs> he, looked, he looked decent. Oh, no, not that decent. He, looked, he, let me, he let me down. I mean, whenever he got on the freaking you know, field. <laughs> but uh, Chris Carson, they actually decided to give like one running back the chance. I mean, Mike Davis, mind you, actually played very well when he got the opportunity, but Chris Carson, he was, they were actually giving him the ball over 20 times a game and that we hadn't seen that from Seattle. And since Marshawn ish, um, he finished, he was a very silent top 15 running back. Like you never really, you know, it was just always about like Saquon. I mean, I guess maybe because like Saquon and McCaffrey and all those, like everyone was just doing so incredible that like you completely forgot about Chris Carson. Um, I'll just give you a couple of his stats. Uh, so 32 carries in one game over hundred yards, 25, 22, 22, 27, 19, all of those over a hundred. So clearly this guy, I think he's, he, oh my God, this kid's going to be a stud. I think, and he was one of the nine running backs to go over a thousand yards. Do you think that, okay, so Mike Davis now signs with Chicago, Chicago, yep. Rashad Penny entering year two. Do you see a downturn for Carson or do you see a increased workload or a, you know, a running back by committee kind of thing with Penny? Isn't that bad? Offensive line? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, they, they obviously drafted Penny in the first round, like for, for a reason. For a reason. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I just think that you can't obviously like look past what, you know, Chris Carson did this past season. I mean, the guy actually played very well. I, Pete Carroll, he's a smart coach, I guess, at times. <laughs> yeah, at times. I mean, at times. But Rashad Penny, he'll definitely get some of the carries. He may be out there on passing downs. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, we're going to ride the Chris Carson train. Honestly, but... I would. Why not? Why not? Exactly. What, what he did last year. They're, Why I mean, not? He's a young thoroughbred. Just give him the ball until he gets top, hurt. Top 15. Like, it was like, what? Really? He actually I've never heard die? a human being I've never heard a human being referred to as a young thoroughbred. That's a new one. How do you like it? How do you like it? <laughs> it's like the combine though, right? They're just like judging yeah. these athletes based on like how yeah, they can true. jump and how fast they can run. And it's like, oh wait, can this kid play football? Yeah, we don't but that but that's another conversation. Look at look at look at him run. Look at look at those muscles. Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, that's true, I guess. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. So my last breakout was drafted 10th overall by the Lions in 2014. He's no longer on the Lions. He's on the Indianapolis Colts, and his name is Eric Ebron. Still only 25 years old. He finally broke out in his fifth year in the league with Andrew Luck on the Colts this year. He never had more than 86 targets, never had more than five touchdowns in a season. Obviously, I think they were just they, – they could not be using him correctly. They couldn't have been. Didn't he score five touchdowns in like the first like two games? <laughs> I think it was, yeah, exactly. In his second year. He only had 750 receiving yards, but he was a red zone monster. He scored 14 total TDs, one being a rushing touchdown, which means they were getting creative. Put the ball in his hands. He's, he's a touchdown scorer. Steven, touchdown, Baker. Touchdown maker, Baker. Oh, I'm him. 
I, I met him actually. He was, he Stephen was a really Baker, nice the guy. touchdown maker. Yeah, Stephen Baker, the touchdown maker. I touched, I touched the, uh, the Super Bowl trophy. I touched his ring. He came to our office and we met him. Yeah. I met him too. Yeah. Really nice guy. Like years ago at a softball yeah, really nice guy. I've never met him. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Baker, the touchdown maker. Yeah. Oh, dude. He was like one of my favorite players growing up. Yeah. Number 85. Get his autograph yeah. for me, please. Same. I have, hold on. I have it somewhere. I find it. But I anyway. think that Eric Ebron, obviously with the same coaching, the same scheme, I, I think he can absolutely repeat it. And I think he's probably at the lower end of the tier one for tight ends, or he's all by himself in tier two, right behind Kelsey, Kittle, and Ertz. Right after that, Eric Ebron. Yep. Frank Reich, right? Under the, under the Frank Reich. <laughs> under the Frank Reich. <laughs> okay, I pulled this one out of the archive. Look, here's my autograph. Oh, my God. And obviously, you can't you can't see it for everyone listening, but wow. you can see it on here. Holy crap. Stephen Baker, the touchdown maker. Look at yeah, this. There he is. Well, it took me a couple awesome. times to get it out, even though I had awesome, it right down, too. Awesome. Anyway. Wow, no, that, that's yeah. incredible. He was uh, one of my favorite players. He, yeah. he, probably, he probably broke out one year. People probably predicted that prior to the season. That's probably true. So but someone out there, Ebron, there's a lot of people out there. <laughs> Ebron, Ebron, I like because we all knew he had potential. He wouldn't have been drafted as the 10th overall pick um, as a tight end um, if he didn't have potential. But we just, I just, Detroit, Detroit is where you go if you're a running back or a, a tight end just to die. Um, you don't ever succeed there. It stopped with Calvin. Detroit, yeah. Detroit <laughs> does not utilize their talent properly. And I don't understand why. But Eric Ebron was not used properly there. He was always a quote-unquote injury risk. And for some reason, he goes to India's first year and puts up. Dominated. He crushed it. He scored a rushing team. It's the like curse that. of Megatron. <laughs> and scored and a rushing team. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, yeah. That's amazing to me. Yeah. So I wonder, I wonder who predicted him to break out last year because that's who we're about to talk about. Who's going to be this year's Eric Ebron? And I got two quick names for you. One, Jimmy GQ. One, Kenny Hotel Motel Galladay Inn. I should have uh, put a put a copyright on that, but <laughs> that's kind of funny. You just said Detroit when we just said players go there to die. Detroit Lions. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> I said running backs and tight ends. Yeah, yeah, game. true. But no, honestly, Megatron did do pretty sweet. Um, I'll I'll start off. I'll start off with one. Uh, I think Damian Williams, Kansas City, absolutely killed it at the end of the season when he got the opportunity. So there's another question for you: Is it is it the shame? Of of Andy Reid or is he? Because where where was he previously in uh, Miami? Who one Damian of Williams? Miami. Damian Miami. Williams, one of his stops yeah. in Miami. Yeah. So I don't know, but if the ski, I mean, if it works, why not? So he's he's my one breakout. Um, I have I have three. I'll go through them pretty quickly because we'll talk about our. You know, these are just preliminary ones. Remember, it is only March still, so our breakouts are going to change over time, dependent on a lot of other things. Um, my big three are, though, is the, what we saw from Joe Mixon. I think on a Cincinnati team that lacks a lot of firepower um, besides A.J. Green. They have um, Andy think, Dalton. They have enough firepower. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Woo-hoo. Good one. Uh, I think Joe Mixon, Joe Mixon has a ton of talent. And if they use him like they did towards that middle end of the season when he was healthier, 
um, I think he has the ability to go in that first round, actually, or that, like, early second round. Um, DJ Moore, we saw some really good games out of DJ Moore on the Carolina Panthers uh, coming into his second year in the league. Um, he shows some really great flashes, and now he is the true number one with Devin Funchess completely out of Love Devin. DJ Moore. Curtis Samuel, too, I like, actually. Curtis Samuel, another one. I actually consider Curtis Samuel, actually. Ian Thomas. And, I mean, that offense could be – Yeah, Ian Thomas, actually, too. That offense too. could be good this year, but continue. And my last one is actually – really kind of a just shot in the dark um Ooh, but shot the dark. i am a firm believer in offenses that use a two tight end set and i i think you drafted him in the second round for a reason i think you're going to use him i think dallas goddard has the ability to be a tight end one i think Ooh. tim and zach Ertz can both be tight end ones and i really think that dallas goddard takes a step forward next year eight plus touchdowns Who's going to be throwing to him when Carson Wentz goes down? Though, uh, again, good one. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> I mean, it's not a joke though. He's been it's going to be Blake Bortles hurt his entire life, though. Yeah, it's going to be Blake Bortles. I would. You think they signed Blake the Snake? No, but they could. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Sudfeld, no, I, I think Nate Sudfeld's the backup. I, they got to do something about that. I think I do think that if Wentz is healthy, obviously this depends on that, but. I do think Dallas Goddard takes a huge step forward. Um, he had some really good games, actually, in his, in his rookie year. And tight ends do not have good rookie years, literally ever. No, it's, um, unless Gronk, I think, right? And, and, yeah, Gronk and, Ingram, and Evan Ingram. That's it. Yeah. So you do not see them. So I think that I really saw some good games out of him. Um, big body, good hands, and on an offense that really dynamic when they're all on or healthy. So um, he's my final potential breakout for 2019. I have one more that I quickly wanted to mention. Jameis Winston. You're going to think I'm crazy. I know. Jameis. Well, he's got Jame, the quarterback whisper. James is. Famous Jameis. Uh, he does have Bruce Arians now, who is an absolute offensive. Could you say he's a genius? Juggernaut. Genius juggernaut. I'll go with juggernaut. Yeah, smart. Um, <laughs> when he was in Arizona with Carson Palmer, they won three consecutive 10-plus seasons. That's ridiculous. That Andrew Luck, I mean, they went nine and six, I think his first, right? With his rookie year, he won like coach of the year or something like that. Well, yeah, he stepped in for Chuck Magano and Pagano. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pagano was diagnosed with cancer. Yes. So. But just saying, this guy, I mean, he made Carson Palmer after he left Cincinnati, but maybe Carson needed to leave Cincinnati. But Carson needed to <laughs> retire. Way too, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but James, I think he's got what? He's got no more Deshaun, but he's got Godwin. Mike Evans, Cameron Bray, OJ Howard. And a running back that might be drafted. Peyton so Barber. Knows. Peyton Barber? No. Was decent. Signed up. Resigned him. He's, he was, yeah. He stunk. They need a true running back one. And then what? Ronald Jones? He stinks too. Who, he can't catch. <laughs> he's, worse, he's worse than Peyton Barber. Yeah. <laughs> so. Actually, he was like third worse. <laughs> he was, wasn't he third I mean, on the depth chart? I, I could think of, Bring back Jaquiz. I mean, <laughs> like, I like Jaquiz. <laughs> yeah, I mean. So, so James Wilson. All right. All right. I could, I could, I could potentially see it. He needs to. He needs to break out. Otherwise, he is not going to get a contract. They're going to pass that, the know. ball a lot. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, breakout oh, year. Yeah. Mike Chris Evans Godwin. is going to dominate. Yeah, Mike Chris Evans, Godwin's I think, actually a good one. Chris he's Godwin, one of my favorite yeah. players this year. Chris Godwin. Yeah, Chris, Chris Godwin's actually a great. Player now that Deshaun out. is not there, yeah. I Adam think Humphreys that. Adam Humphreys is gone too. Oh yes! Wow. Adam Humphreys was going to be. Adam Humphreys is actually going to be my breakout until I started to just realize the fact that he is in Tennessee. And Tennessee is where wide receivers go to die. Yeah. <laughs> so, Hopefully the short passes will actually work. I, who, I like Adam Humphreys. Who knows? I really like him too. Yeah. But. And it's another offense. I think it's Mar- Mariota's 
Like he's going to learn a brand new offense again. Every single year he's been in the NFL, it's a brand new offense. Yeah, it's a make or break year for both Jameis and Mariota. Both of them came out the same year. They were touted as two of the best quarterback prospects in a long time, and they both stink. They kind of they kind of haven't lived yeah. up to the hype at all. At all. And I'm glad the Jets didn't trade up and took Leonard Williams instead. So I'll leave it at that. Wow. That's true. That and is very true. Now they have Sam, Sam Darnold. Another one who's on fire. He's in his red hair. Is it, is it Sammy Darnold or Samuel, you think? Whatever he wants. If he Samuel. wins games, I don't care what you can call him. Whatever the hell you want to call him. You can call him the heat miser. Hey, it's going to yeah. be – pretty- He does actually kind of look like it. I'm predicting it now. It's going to sound crazy. But uh, I think the Jets and the Browns both make the playoffs this year. I I think the Browns could potentially make it. I think the Jets are – we'll get that to when you – know, we'll get to that at a later stage. But based on what I'm seeing from the Jets, we're building – in that direction, nine and seven, maybe. Maybe. I'm not even going to touch <laughs> the, Giants. the Giants right now. <laughs> they're, they're lost in the woods without a compass is, is what I've been hearing. And but they're proving, they're proving poetic, me. Poetically beautiful. No one's talking Pretty about Sterling Shepard. They still have him, right? Well, they yeah. do, but well, I, mean, I mean. In a contract year too, so that means he's going to do awesome. He's the number one. Why wouldn't he be – why wouldn't he have an awesome year actually? Because Eli Manning's his quarterback. <laughs> but I mean, he's a decent – I mean, he's not like a clear, clear number one. No, that's the problem. He's not a clear number one. But he's I'm just saying he will be. He'll have the opportunity, exactly. Health um, and opportunity comes down to with all these players that we talk about. Jimmy GQ I mentioned. I mean, he's, he's going to have the opportunity. He's starting. They just brought in Tevin Coleman. We don't know what's going to happen with McKinnon, right? They have Brita, Mostert, Marquis Goodwin. I can't believe they signed Tevin Coleman. Champion. I'm still shocked. Dante Pettis, my Pettis? boy. Pettis was Pettis? actually going to be my breakout. <laughs> I considered it. Dante Pettis. Yeah. yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy GQ stays healthy. He's being drafted right now, I think, in the 12th round. That could be, yeah. that could be a steal. Mm. He can't, be, be, too high he can't be trying to take down any linebackers while he's I, running out of bounds. Before we finish here, before we end this year, I just want to throw a huge one out there. OBJ trade happens. We all know it, love it. Landry, Joku, Chubb, wonderful. Over, under, Baker Mayfield, 5,000 yards passing. 5,000? 5,000. No, come on. It's got to be like – I'm taking the over. I will take the no. over. I think Baker – I think no. Baker 5,000 yards. No. I'm saying he goes like 45. If you, if you look at his – if you look at his yardage from when he, when he became the starting quarterback of the Browns until the end of the season, he was on pace for a ridiculous amount of yards. They did throw the ball a lot. He throws the ball 40 times a game. I think they're going to try to definitely – they will, but they also have Nick Chubb. I don't know. That's a lot I am, for him. That's so – I'm not even – I'm, I'm going to take the over. No, I'm, I'm taking the under just to be divisive here. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just I, – I saw it out there. It's a betting prop right now just based on the OBJ, and I really – I mean, think about it. Each Landry and OBJ could each have twelve hundred yards receiving just between the two of them. I mean, I mean now they're a top five team based on the Vegas odds to win the Super Bowl. Right? This now. is all on paper. Kind of ridiculous. All right, it's nuts. Yeah, it is. Anyway, I digress. It's crazy. No, it was it was an incredible chat. Thank you guys for tuning in. You can find us on thefantasyfam.com or on Twitter at thefantasyfam, and our podcast is located on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Tune in. Radio Public and Spotify. Please send us any questions. Send us an email. That's the fantasyfam at gmail.com. This is the Fantasy Fam signing off. Fantasy.